Welcome back to Restored, Renewed, and Rebooted. Today we're going to be talking about, the title of this podcast is called Working Harder. Before we um, dig into that, let's pray. Heavenly Father, you are the foundation that is unshakable. Sand is shifting when I put myself on top of it. But when I put myself on top of the rock, it doesn't shift. It doesn't waver. It is steadfast. And God, that's where I want to be today. No matter if I get what I desire and want or I get something that is hard. Lord, it's not about me, and I know that. And so, God, I confess that I want it to be about me. Sometimes I just want it to be about me instead of you, and that is wrong. And that hurts your heart. And so, Lord, you know who's here listening. It's always been about the one. It's always been about the one with you. You love all of your creation, all of your people. Every human being is worthy of your love, but it always comes down to the one who is willing to surrender, who's willing to plant themselves on the rock. The rock is you, Jesus. You are our foundation. You are the way, the truth, and the life. And no one goes to you, Father, except through you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, for the gift of the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, thank you for intercession, for being, being a way for me to hear from the Father, for giving me power that is from you, Jesus. Anything to glorify you, God, that's all I want. So may this podcast be glorifying to you and let one heart shift to a surrender heart and want to be planted on you, on the rock. Thank you, God. Thank you. In your name, Jesus, amen. Working Harder is the name of this podcast. I have been um, reading through the Bible, and I'm in Exodus right now. So I'm reading about, there's this guy, (laughs) his name is Pharaoh, and Pharaoh is just like a generic name for king or like a president. So he's a leader, okay? And he's a leader of um, Egypt, and he has slaves, And his slaves are the Israelites. And the Israelites are people that believed in God. And they were descendants of Joseph and um, Isaac and Abraham and Jacob. And ultimately descendants of Noah and then Adam and Eve. So these were God's chosen people. But they were enslaved. So... God sent a man um, to help set them free and a prophet, a helper with him. And the man to help set them free was named Moses. And Aaron was his helper. 
because Moses wasn't eloquent with his speech. So there's lots of different ways to think of that. He could have stuttered. He could have just struggled with his confidence in his speech. Maybe he didn't talk well. He couldn't put sentences well together. Honestly, I don't know completely, but it talks about him not being eloquent with his speech because Moses refers to it. Anyways, in Exodus 4, or sorry, Exodus 5, that's where I'm going to talk about today, Exodus 5, 9. Exodus is at the beginning of your Bible, so that's going to be the Old Testament. The Old Testament is before Jesus. The New Testament is after when Jesus came. So it's the new covenant is the New Testament. So you're always going to find very clearly Jesus there. However, Jesus was in the Old Testament. Um, Anyways, so Pharaoh um, has all these slaves, the Israelites, and the Israelites have been crying out to God, and he want, they want to be free, right? If you're a slave, you want to be free. I, I don't think there's anybody that would be a slave that wants to be bonded or um, be told what to do, which is, is kind of funny how really a lot of us enslave ourselves into situations or into sin. I know I have. I've enslaved myself into what man thinks of me, what my family thinks of me, um, holding back from what God has for me because I maybe am too much. Um, but see, all that is lies. And and so here's these people. They're sorry, I'm going back to it. Israelites are enslaved, and they're enslaved by Pharaoh. And Moses has been told by God that he is to go to Pharaoh and ask for the people to be let go, let my people go. And he he asked that they would be able to go outside of Egypt, so away from where they're enslaved, and go worship the only true God, which is the Lord, I am. And um, Pharaoh is very diligently saying, nope, not going to let them go. Um, and, um, there was different plagues that were happening and, uh, basically here it is Exodus five, nine and Pharaoh's fed up. He's fed up with them asking for the people to go. He's like, you know what? Hmm, I'll make it hard. I'm going to make them, um, have, have to make these bricks that cause they're building. I, they're going to have to make these bricks with their own straw, so I'm not going to provide straw anymore. They're going to have to do the same amount of work, but they're going to have to make it with their own straw and provide their own material. So that's pretty tough. You are given a job and you're not giving the, the person, you're given this person a, a job and yet you're not giving them the resources that they need to fulfill the job. Whoa. Have you ever been there? Have you ever been told to do a job? or been told um, to do something, but you don't have the resources to do it. You don't know how to do it. It's a, it's a difficult task. I mean, talk about frustrating, right? Talk about difficult. So in Exodus 5, 9, this is Pharaoh, the king, talking. He says, make the work harder for the people so that they keep working and pay no attention to the lies. So how many times have you heard, just work harder, just work harder, it's going to pay off. It's going to pay off. Well, 
what is it going to pay off? It's going to pay off exhaustion. You're going to be frustrated. Making work harder so that they won't, they, and they'll keep working so they pay no attention to the lies. Well, Jesus said himself that Satan is the father of lies. So he, Pharaoh didn't want these people to ever think that they could have freedom. So he's always going to make the work harder. And um, when God is at work, suffering and setbacks and hardship may still occur. The people were so frustrated and they were frustrated with Moses. And so in 5.22.23, Moses returned to the Lord and said, Why, Lord, why have you brought trouble on these people? Is this why you sent me? Ever since I went to Pharaoh to speak in your name, he has brought trouble on the people and you have not rescued your people at all. Have you ever felt like that? Like you're trying to do the right thing. You're trying to listen to God. And yet it almost like it gets harder. See, guys, sometimes before the breakthrough, it does get harder. Sometimes before you get set free, it does get harder. The more you surrender, the more it does get hard. I asked the Lord what he wanted me to learn in all of this. And this is what I heard him say. When the work is harder than it should be, look for the lie. When you are told to just keep working, you won't pay attention to the lies Satan is entangling you in. That's why this time in the secret place, in worship, in prayer, in confession is so important because you are resting in my truth and you then can see all the lies that are being told to you in the busyness, in the unnecessary labor. So that's a lot, isn't it? And it's amazing It's amazing what God unravels and can speak to you when you are in the secret place, when you are worshiping him. Now, let me go back though. What is the secret place? The secret place is your time with the God, the great I am, the only God, the alpha and the omega, the God that made Jesus, the son of God, spending time with him with prayer, spending time with him quietly, maybe not even talking just trying to hear his voice um, through reading his word. And I believe the secret place is a place that is set apart. So it's a place in your house that you always go to or a mountain if you live in the mountains, which I envy you, um, or by the lake, which I live by a lake or a walk or the woods, wherever the secret place is for you, where you set aside time and you rest in God. In worship. So what's worship? Worship is this frame of mind all day long, surrendering to God, singing to him. And you can have you can have sweet worship even during washing dishes, saying God's word in your heart, doing it with a glad heart, not complaining about doing the dishes, or making a meal for your family, or going to work that to a job that's tremendously hard. Or maybe I love this verse. It's in Proverbs. A gentle answer turns away wrath, but a harsh word stirs up anger. So repeating that verse while you, I don't know, do something, a task that you don't want to do. 
So worship is like kind of like your state of heart, your heart. So it's not just singing. It's, it's, a, it's like this living in worship um, in prayer. So what's prayer? Prayer is your time with God where you're actually talking to him. You could out loud verbally be talking to him or you can be talking to him in your head. Um, prayer can be even um, speaking in your language that you have, which could be English or or Spanish or French or Russian or or any language, um, Japanese. I don't know who's listening right now, but it can be your language that your people around you speak, or it can be the language that God gives you, your prayer language with him. You can speak in tongues with him and, and go in intercession in that way. So we've said the secret place, worship, prayer, and then confession. I, that might even come first is confession, that time and confession to God. And what I mean by confession is just repentance, talking to God and saying, look, Lord, I know there are things in my life that I need to just lay at your feet. You went up on that cross for a reason to die for my sins. Lord, I just hand these sins over to you and I ask that you would replace them with your love and your forgiveness and mercy. And he will. Jesus does that every single time. But I think confession is super important that you do it daily, not just something that you do once in a while, but you do it directly to the Lord and ask him to forgive you. All those things are going to help you be able to hear and see the lies and be able to where you're not working and you're not striving so much, but you're resting in God. Recently, I had um, quit a job that I had been working at, and this this job was whew, really hard. Um, it was really hard um, because the labor of it, but more than anything, it was really hard um, because I had to work with someone that I didn't mesh with. I, I absolutely did not connect with, but I was called to still do my best to love. Anyways, but quitting that job and I have this period of time right now where I am not working has in the past, anytime I didn't have a job or anything, I just really felt lazy. I've always felt like that's wrong. I need to be working. I need to be working and striving. And when I read this this verse, make the work harder for the people so that they keep working and pay no attention to the lies I had been believing the lie that it was wrong for me to take this moment and to rest with God, that it was wrong for me to spend extra time with him. That's a lie. If anything, I know I'm resting for the work that's ahead. I'm about ready to start another job where I will be working and hopefully completely doing ministry the entire time I'm there, plus making a couple cups of joe, but um, coffee, uh, but that's my next adventure that God's got me on. But I'm hoping we're going to completely just be sharing the good news the majority of the time. And of course, we want to make great coffee too. But I guess if the work is harder, like this, like God said to me, you need to be looking for the lie. Why are you feeling like you have to strive so much? Why are you feeling like you need to work so hard? What's the lie? The harder you work, the better a person you are, um, the more reward you're going to have. God loves you. Do you hear that? God loves you. Jesus loves you. No matter how hard you work, 
no matter how hard you strive for every medal, for every grade, for every award, for every title, you could strip all those titles away, all those awards away, all those medals and letters next to your name. And when it comes down to it, God loved you enough to make you. He loved you from the moment you were conceived, from the moment your mom and dad were together and the two of them joined together and and a part of your father and a part of your mother came together in your mother's womb. And God began to knit you together like in Psalms 139. And you were fearfully and wonderfully made like no one else. So you don't have to strive to be somebody else than you, who you are. You are in the image of God and he loves you. And for me, along a lot of my life, I thought I had to change. I had to change. I had to be something that I, that I couldn't attain. And the truth is I can't be perfect and I am not perfect and I am going to make mistakes and I am going to sin. But to reset myself, to be able to understand what the lies are going on in my life, I need to be in the secret place. I need to be worshiping. I need to be praying. I need to be confessing. I need time with my God. And you need time with your God. Is it great to go to church? Yes, but you are the church. So if I'm a movable church, that's what I am. I'm the church. I need to be living like that and not just doing it on Sundays. Every single day, I need to be taking time out and looking for what God wants for me to have that day. When you are told to just keep working, you won't pay attention to the lies Satan is entangling you in. So the busier you are, the more you're not going to notice the lies because you're not going to be worshiping. You're not going to be in the secret place. You're not going to be in prayer. You're not going to be in confession with the Lord because you are resting in the truth. And then you can see when you are doing those things, you're resting in the truth. Resting isn't sleeping all day. Resting is meditating in God's word. And then you'll see how all this other stuff doesn't matter. It's rubbish. It's truly rubbish. God is our sustainer. He loves you. Thank you. Thank you for listening. But more than anything, if you are sitting there and you want more of who God is in your life, go to the secret place. Worship him. Pray to him. Confess to him. If you don't know that you are going to heaven when you die, if you don't know that you are going to have eternal life, all you have to do is confess with your mouth that Jesus Christ is the Son of God and that you are nothing without him and that you know he is the Savior of the world. He is the one that took your place for all your sins. And you will receive this gift and it's called the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit will bubble out of you the more you surrender. The more you surrender. So this whole podcast was about working harder. 
You don't have to work harder. You just need to surrender and rest in our Lord, our great I am, our Yahweh. And just tell him how much you want him and love him and need him. And he will show you. He will show you. He will bring people in your life. But you have to be able to surrender. Thank you for listening. God bless.